Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Childless Not By Choice, where my mission is to recognize and speak to the childless not by choice women and men around the world. Savella Morgan here. I am spreading the great news that we can live a joyful, relevant, and fulfilled life, although we did not have the children we so wanted. I'm also reaching out to you, everyone who recognizes that we are not all living the same type of life. Thanks for being here, and welcome to episode 101. Boy, that has a nice ring to it. I'm in the three digits. <laughs> well, before we get into the meat, and there's a lot of meat on uh, this episode, let me tell you, this episode is all about PTSD and IVF. And so I've titled entitled the episode PTSD versus IVF in vitro fertilization. Lots of content here, so let's get started. But before I get started, I would love to thank some people whose financial contribution is helping with the platform. They are my VIPs, Patreon contributors. Patreon contributors are those who have taken an interest in my platform, whether they fit the childless not by choice demographic or not. They have decided to contribute a certain dollar amount on a monthly basis to help maintain our platform and podcast. Click the Patreon link for details and to become a patron. And I'd like to thank Jordan Morgan and Ivy Calhoun for your patronage. Thank you so much. It is appreciated. And I have a third spot there. It says your name here. So if you're out there listening and you love the content, and you've listened to all of these episodes, or maybe this is your first episode, and you'd like to give to a platform that's creating conversation and awareness worldwide on a monthly basis, Patreon is the platform for you. So be sure to go to Patreon. You would become a patron when you go to Patreon. They just had a little play on words there. It's www.patreon.com forward slash childless not by choice. Patreon.com forward slash childless not by choice. And when you go over there, you can sign up for whatever level you're comfortable with having deducted from your checking or credit card or whatever it is that they allow over there. You can start at a minimum of $5 per month and go up to $100 per month. And there are several levels in between. There's a $10 level, a $25 level, and a $50 level. And depending on what level you choose, you get a little gift with it as a thank you. And so if you are interested at all, please do head on over there. I would really appreciate it. Everything that is sent into the platform is put right back into the platform to maintain the websites civillamorgan.com as well as childlessnotbychoice.net. I also pay my podcast producer every month and my website manager. He manages both both of the websites. So anything you send in will go towards all of that, buying new microphones. I know I talk about new microphones all the time, but I have three One set is a lapel mic. So if I do in-person interviews, I have lapel mics for those. The mic that I'm talking to you on now, which is my favorite, and it's like one of the least expensive microphones on the market. Most podcasters start out on this microphone. 
many of us stay on this microphone. And I'm talking to you, if any of any techies out there listening, I'm talking to you from the ATR2100. Love this mic. I love what it does for my voice. And then I also have a tiny little mic called a Samson Go mic. So I do have a couple of microphones and a microphone bag and all of that stuff. And most of those things were sent, well, the microphone bag and the lapel mics were courtesy of a listener. Yeah, those came from her. So would always be grateful to her. She knows who she is for that kind gift. And like I said, anything that comes in goes right back into the platform. So thank you in advance. So let's get moving on here to the meat of the story. Wow, I in doing the research for this, I've been actually doing this research for months. It's just I wanted to do it justice because I never even knew there was such a thing. IVF and PTSD. I mean, I, I never would have connected the two, but after the research I've done, I totally get it. And this episode, this subject matter was suggested by someone who is also childless, not by choice. So I'd like to give a special shout out to Dr. Christina Archetti of Oslo, Norway, for suggesting the episode, the connection between IVF and PTSD. She even sent me some links to use for my research. And I have actually put a link to her YouTube video in the show notes. Be sure to check out the show notes. I've always got tons of things in there, even articles on stories about things going on around the world that pertain to the childless, not by choice demographic. Sad stories, happy stories, all types of stories. So Dr. Christina and I connected when I watched her video on YouTube and I was like entranced that someone created such a video all about the childless, not by choice experience. It was amazing. (laughs) So please do check it out. And the link is in the show notes. And once again, a great big thank you, Dr. Christina, for suggesting this episode. Well, as I did my research, I found out that for people with PTSD, it is very common for their memories to be triggered by sights, sounds, smells, or even feelings that they experience. These triggers, and remember I did an episode on triggers a while back. I think I'll put that in the show notes too. These triggers can bring back memories of the trauma and cause intense emotional and physical reactions such as raised heart rate, sweating, and muscle tension. This is um, some information that I, I just did some research on Google. You know, everybody knows Google, right? So what is PTSD? Well, PTSD, post-traumatic stress syndrome, I think we generally believe we know what it is, whether we have experienced it ourselves due to direct experience, or we know someone who has it, or we watched a movie where someone exhibited it. As with most issues, diseases, experiences, these days, we are familiar with it on some level. Where We live in a time of knowledge, and all we have to do is go to Google and look something up. So I'm sure that most of you are familiar with PTSD. But here is a clinical definition. Post-traumatic stress disorder describes a series of predictable symptoms that take hold once a patient has survived or in some cases witnessed 
a severely traumatic or life-threatening event. Because the brain becomes overwhelmed by the pain and fear of the trauma, memories of the event do not fully process, causing the individual to re-experience the trauma as if it were occurring in the present. And that's according to theoakstreatment.com, theoakstreatment.com. I got a lot of information from that website, so be sure to check it out. They go on to say that signs of PTSD can range from flashbacks to nightmares, panic attacks to eating disorders and cognitive delays to lowered verbal memory capacity. Many trauma survivors also encounter substance abuse issues as they attempt to self-medicate the negative effects of PTSD. Most mental health professionals and diagnostic manuals agree on 17 major signs of post-traumatic stress disorder. Just as not every trauma survivor will develop PTSD, not every individual with PTSD will develop the same signs. And rarely do all 17 exist in one individual. So again, that's, this, is, this information is from the Oaks Treatment dot com website. 17 signs of PTSD. Did you know that? (laughs) I surely did not. Like I said, that's a great website to check out, especially if you feel like maybe some light bulbs are going on for you right now. If you've had IVF treatments and now you're finding out that maybe there's a reason why some things are happening to you that you weren't aware of, you weren't aware of a connection. So also on their website, signs of re-experiencing trauma in PTSD, trauma avoidance signs of PTSD, hyperarousal signs of PTSD. For instance, one PTSD symptom associated with hyperarousal is insomnia. The importance of PTSD treatment, and those all can be found on the website, They also talk about PTSD medication, and as I read up on the PTSD medications, I recognized one. Most people would probably recognize it if I mentioned it. It never occurred to me that anyone experiencing childless not by choice could possibly be experiencing or have experienced PTSD. Yeah, something else. That light bulb went on for me. (laughs) You see, my OBGYN had wanted to prescribe this medication to me for the longest time, but I always said no because of the negative perception and connotations attached to that medication. However, one day I went for a follow-up visit and out of the clear blue, I just started crying. He seemed surprised and he said he knew I had turned down the prescription before but that he had never seen me cry throughout my entire ordeal. He wrote the prescription. I held on to it for a week or so, trying to figure out what to do, and then I filled it. There. I think you may be the first person I have ever told this. But what does PTSD have to do with IVF? Well, first, let's make sure we are all on the same page with what IVF is. Exactly. And for the purposes of this episode, I will not go into causes of childlessness not by choice except to say in a nutshell, it is when a couple just cannot conceive naturally for any number of reasons. 
I want to talk more along the lines of what goes into the action of IVF, in vitro fertilization, and how it relates to PTSD. So here, in a nutshell, according to a Google search, is a definition of IVF. IVF is a medical procedure whereby an egg is fertilized by sperm in a test tube or elsewhere outside the body, unquote. But back to PTSD for a moment. As I did my research, I had this burning question. Can PTSD be cured? We all want a cure, right? We don't necessarily want to live with negativity or the results of a negative experience for the rest of our lives. Unfortunately, there are some instances where we will have to live with the effects or after effects of a life event. In the case of PTSD, research says, quote, as with most mental illnesses, no cure exists for PTSD, but the symptoms can be effectively managed to restore the affected individual to normal functioning. The best hope for treating PTSD is a combination of medication and therapy, unquote. Two similar therapies I found that are supposed to help people with PTSD are CBT, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, a type of psychotherapy, in which negative patterns of thought about the self and the world are challenged in order to alter unwanted behavior patterns or treat mood disorders such as depression. And then there's CPT, Cognitive Processing Therapy. It's a manualized therapy used by clinicians to help people recover from post-traumatic stress disorder and related conditions. It includes elements of cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT, as I spoke about before. So CBT treatments. Slight differences in the two. Clinicians may find the differences a little more than slight, but they seem very similar to me. But hey, I'm not a clinician. I just think that they're very similar. So IVF, how can it cause PTSD? Well, general knowledge in the Childless Not by Choice community is that only 25% of attempts at IVF are successful. 25%. Some people, I've heard some people say 30, I've heard some people say 35. According to a 2017 article in theconversation.com, the success rate is 33%, they say. That's still a relatively low number. In this same article, they say that there is now a way for women using IVF to get pregnant to know the likelihood of success. And quoting from their website, it says, overall, for women starting IVF, 33% have a baby as a result of their first cycle, increasing to 54 to 77% by the eighth cycle, the eighth cycle. Many insurance companies do not cover IVF on the first cycle, never mind the eighth. I have a question for you. Is there a point where it becomes too many tries, whether you have the money or not? Anyway, let me close the quote that I opened. I'm sorry about that. I should have closed it. But let me go back to what they said. Overall, for women starting IVF, 33% have a baby as a result of their first cycle, increasing to 54 to 77% by the eighth cycle, unquote. I'm sorry, but I, I was really stuck at eight cycles. And I know, I know some of you have done even more than that. 
But again, I ask, and I'm not trying to tell you what to do because I've said it before. I will never give my opinion on your decision. We may have similar decisions to make as a community, as a demographic, but nobody is similar to the next person. We are all individuals. So I am not saying that eight is too many. I'm simply asking whether you had the money or not. When does it become too much? Mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, too much. Just a question. Okay, IVF. In vitro fertilization is an assisted reproductive technology, ART, commonly referred to as IVF. IVF is the process of fertilization by extracting eggs, retrieving a sperm sample, and then manually combining an egg and sperm in a laboratory dish. The embryo or embryos are then transferred to the uterus. Other forms of ART include gamete intrafallopian transfer, or GIFT, G-I-F-T, and zygote intrafallopian transfer, or ZIFT, Z-I-F-T. That's according to AmericanPregnancy.org. So, side effects. Some side effects after IVF may include passing a small amount of fluid. It may be clear or blood-tinged after the procedure. Mild cramping, mild bloating, constipation, or breast tenderness. Women who undergo fertility treatments may find the situation so distressing that they develop post-traumatic stress disorder, a new study says. In the study, close to 50% of participants met the official criteria for PTSD, meaning they could be diagnosed with the condition. That's about six times higher than the percentage of people in the general population who suffer from PTSD. Six times higher. That's according to LiveScience.com. And I put the link to their site in there as well for that article. Additional information I found out about the possible dangers of IVF, possibly linked to cancer, multiple births, premature delivery and low birth weight, ovarian hyperstimulation syndrome, which is rapid weight gain such as 33 to 44 pounds in 5 to 10 days, severe abdominal pain, severe persistent nausea and vomiting, blood clots in the legs, decreased urination, shortness of breath, tight or enlarged abdomen, miscarriage, egg retrieval procedure complications, ectopic pregnancy, birth defects, and ovarian cancer. You know, it may seem like I am trying to talk somebody out of something, but I'm really not. I mean, I believe in everybody having the full story, the whole story, and not just the parts that, you know, the medical community may want you to have, or, and I'm not knocking on the medical community, but I just feel like sometimes we don't get the whole story as maybe a customer or a client on anything, not just this subject matter, but just anything that we do, we have to do so much research. We have to do research if we, <laughs> we better do research if we want to buy a vehicle or a house or 
I mean, they have websites for if you're searching for a job, I'm not going to mention the websites here, but there's a particular website that I go to while I was job hunting. And that website told me about the company based on input from current and former employees. Some of you may know what website I'm talking about, but you have to do research on everything. So I hope that if you are considering IVF, that you are doing the research. I know that I'm speaking to some very, very intelligent people. So I know that you're doing the research. I just want to encourage you that if you're not, if you haven't, as I always say, please get second opinions. When you are doing anything medical, get a second opinion. When I was trying to figure out how to not have a hysterectomy, I went for my second opinions. They told me of other things that they could do to try to kill the fibroids and things like that. And I considered all of those things, but I did end up having a hysterectomy. But I had my second opinions. I talked to my doctors about alternatives. Some of them were like really way out there. But I've heard other people mention those very same things, you know, that they were of suggestions that were made to them. So I was like, wow, this is a thing. <laughs> Some of the things that we were advised that we could do to not have to end up having a hysterectomy. But anyway, some of those things were just too far out there for me. They almost seemed like a waste of time and a waste of money. And I just opted not to do them. And, you know, just ha kept hanging on, hoping and praying and hanging on. So, you know, if IVF is your thing, I know that many of you have heard or read in the book that's just come out by former First Lady of the United States, Michelle Obama, where she discussed her miscarriage and she also advised and, you know, discussed that she used IVF to have her children. So, yeah, that's successful. That was a successful IVF. And so I'm not, again, I'm not telling you not to do it, but I'm just saying make sure that you do all the research, make sure that you and your spouse are on the same page, and uh, make sure that, you know, if it comes a time where you just feel like this is it, I'm not doing this anymore, there's nothing wrong with that. I've talked to some people who have said that when they decided to stop, they were told by friends and family that they didn't try hard enough. And that, I mean, these are people who are telling you these things, and I'm sure they didn't make any financial contribution to your attempts at IVF, but I don't want to digress. You know, everybody has an opinion, but are they helping you financially? That's a good point. Something to ask yourself when you're making your decision and when people are giving you their opinions. But again, trying not to digress. <laughs> you know, get your second opinions. Know when you can't do this anymore. Don't worry about the people who told you you didn't try hard enough. You didn't pray hard enough. You didn't wait long enough. All of those things. Again, as I said earlier, we are all individuals. It may work on the first attempt for one person. It may work on the 10th attempt for another person. It may never work. And we all have to know our bodies and how much we can take physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. How much is your spouse willing to take? And, you know, how much is your marriage willing to take? So those are all things to keep in mind. 
And, you know, I want you to check out the show notes because I put all the links to everything that I used to do the research. I hope that this episode was helpful. I hope that some light bulbs came on for some of you as to, you know, what you may be dealing with even after IVF, that there may be some things that you're dealing with and you didn't realize there was a connection. So I hope that this has been helpful for you. And, uh, you know, let me know. Let me know if you are now realizing that it could be PTSD that you're dealing with. Let me know if you decided to stop IVF. Hey, let me know if you had a successful IVF. Send me a message. You can email me at savella at savellamorgan.com or message me on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram and let me know. Let me know what you think about the episode. Like I said, I hope you learned a lot because I sure did. And I wish you all the best if you are going through IVF treatments. I hope that you get that beautiful gift at the end of your journey. I truly do. So here's all the best to you. Again, check out the show notes. I want to give special thanks to Devoted, the musical duo who created my theme music, to Morgan Air Conditioning for just being a beacon in the community in the Tampa, Florida area. If you are in need of air conditioning and you want to use somebody trustworthy, I strongly suggest Morgan Ear. Their information is in the show notes, the website and uh, and the phone number are in the show notes. So be sure to check everything out. The show notes are always chock full of information. And again, if you want to give in any way, reach out to me. If you don't want to give monthly through Patreon, let me know if you want to do a one-time gift. Just message me. I have a PayPal account. It's books by Savilla Morgan at gmail.com. So you can do that too. Okay, so thanks again for listening. Thanks so much. I hope you've learned as much as I have and maybe even more. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, bye. Oh,